pitter patter. Let's banner. Oh shoot! I lost. Oh dang it! Oh, who's, who's no. got the drinks? It's always me. It's gotta be really? Liz and her unknown seltzer. Nice. It is my you... unknown, my my not not to be mentioned seltzer. You know they can't sponsor seltzer. the show if you don't name them, right? Well, yeah, you should email them. Just let them know who you are and who <laughs> what podcast you're on, and um, that and uh, yeah, you who? want some dough. What? Recording who? in progress. Welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, 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 Hey, ooh, that was a premature. Hey, hey, my name is Rob Minot. Uh, joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hey. Uh, Mr. Steve Barkley. That's this guy right here with the two thumbs. And... Miss Liz Malone. Uh, the girl with two thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down? Why are you thumbs down today? Why are you thumbs mm. downing? 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 Thumbs downing? Uh, I'm, well, I'm a little shocked that Tampa Bay swept the Panthers. Oh, no. Yeah, we're all Sorry. a little surprised at that one. Uh, Would have figured yeah. they'd have at least one in them, right? Yeah, uh. that was, that was rough. So, uh... I have to, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little, right. I'm just def, definitely a, a little upset about that, but it's, I'm right. gonna get over it. All right, listen. Okay, I know last week we started the show off. We talked sports, uh, so I feel like we set a little precedent. So that's fine. Have your little sports corner. Let's go. <laughs> who, who, who won uh, the game? Who, who? What's going on? Who's in the playoffs? Are we at the playoffs? What's, we, what's happening? We, we're in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. And you have, there are two Canadian teams still in it that are that are fighting it out. They're duking it out. That's great. Battle of Alberta. Battle of Alberta. Carries on again tonight. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is up that? two games to one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be the Oilers and the Flames. Yes. That, that is correct. Go yeah. sports. <laughs> um, yeah. How is, how is sports doing <laughs> in the playoffs? Anyways. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks Ryan up every time. It's like the <laughs> stupidest joke, but it just it makes him lose it. I just see you wearing like this big, big foam finger and some sort of funky cap and just go sports, go sports. <laughs> just have this image. Well, there's been changes in management in Australian uh, hockey. We know that much. Oh, yes, that's right. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, we know, I wonder what their season is going to be like. Who knows? Ay, ay. Um, all right. Okay, are we done with the sports thing? Are we yeah. done? Is it totally, okay. we're totally done. done. We were so, so done wait, before we so even wait. started. So just so the audience knows, because we've kind of, we're tickling with a feather, we might as well just go down. So Liz, who are you, who's your team? Who are you hoping uh, is going to win and get into the playoffs? You mean in the, <laughs> we're in I the playoffs? Whatever. So, okay, so so the Carolina Hurricanes are still in it, and they are uh, they're 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 duking it out with the the Rangers. I think they're going to take them. I think they're up two games to one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tampa Bay is proceeding because they beat the Panthers. Uh, you got the Oilers and the Flames, and just as Steve said, they are playing tonight. And then the other two teams are uh, 
St. Louis and Colorado. No, no, Liz, I asked you who you hope who are you hoping wins? Oh, <laughs> who do you want to win? Well, who's your team? Uh, well, my team's been out. Didn't even make okay, the playoffs. But, but so, who's your substitute team? Who do you uh, who do you like in all of those? I, I, Let's get I your probably I, I'm gonna have to stick with the with the Canes because that's my my new local. That's my local team now. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And what about Going you, Steve? Uh, for me, it's Calgary now. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because between Calgary and Edmonton, I think I feel like everybody picks Calgary. Unless you live in Edmonton. Well, yeah, <laughs> but then you have a whole other set of problems. Yeah. So. <laughs> did you just diss our entire Edmonton listening audience? <laughs> I did. I'm just teasing Edmonton. Come on. Come on. Send an email to Rob. You know we love you. We know we love you. At atbanter.com. Yeah, you know, you're just putting, putting Edmonton in a headlock and give them a noogie. We love you, Edmonton. You silly bastards. Jeez, now you're commenting on their parenting too. Man, and, and the Irish, I think. I think that was no, I, yeah, that way, was that a brogue? That can, yeah. What was that? Listen, does anyone else want to run the show? <laughs> no. So you're gonna go, just have bye. to. You're well, just gonna have to put up with my somebody, somebody better step in before you alienate your entire <laughs> listenership. <laughs> Any right. more cities you want to crap on there, Rob? <laughs> I said Edmonton's a fine city. It has a very lovely mall. And I'm sure a bunch of other stuff. A lot of Tim Hortons, I hear. There's many Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Um, in Edmonton. Um, okay. And a, and a fine uh, bas- uh, 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 hockey team. Hockey team. Go, go, flo- go. go Flames. Oilers are in Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right. Yikes. Hey, Ryan. Me? What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what, what are we? What are we talking about today? What are we doing today? My understanding is we are having a discussion all about accessibility and inclusivity. As uh, as many of you probably know right now when this episode drops, uh, it is right in the midst of National Accessibility Week, which is May 29th to June 4th. So uh, to everybody here, happy uh, National Accessibility Week. Ooh, thank excited? you. Hey, I gotcha. Can, there you go. Can, yeah, can, sorry, Liz. This is a I Canadian can barely thing. alt tag myself. <laughs> um, well... Do you guys know where National Accessibility Week started? No. No. Really? You guys don't? Oh, well, listen, it was started by friend of the show, Mr. Rick Hansen. What? Way back in 1988, uh, where he founded it as National Access Awareness Week. And it's a week to celebrate Canadians with disabilities and raise awareness of the critical need for accessibility and inclusion for all in our communities and workplaces. Now, I know, you know, we've, we have talked about accessibility, God knows how many times on this podcast. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I really feel like this is really the, the, really the core of everything that we talk about on a, on a, on a weekly basis. Accessibility is really the, 
the thing that needs to to change in order to to sort of move the the whole disability rights movement forward. I can't really think. I mean, and I was thinking about this earlier, and I'll throw this question to you guys. But I mean, I can't really think of any other issue um, that's that's bigger than than accessibility within the disability community and the the disability rights space. I mean, I I think it's right up there with, say, you know, equity, where where that is with say with say minority and minority advocacy movements. Well, it's not as sexy as a lot of the other issues. It's not as outrageous to people as a lot of the other issues. So, yeah, I, I think it doesn't get the kind of attention that other issues do get. I also think that the complexity level of trying to understand all of the facets and all of the different aspects of disability, it's so, so vast that I don't, think that most could really even sit and comprehend. I mean, even us who have disabilities, you know, are sometimes still, you know, grappling with understanding the landscape in our own segment of, of that, of this particular group, as opposed to, I mean, now understanding all of the, the, you know, other complexities of you know neurodiversities and um, and all the you know physical limitations and and mobility, uh, you know travel and you know aspects for it's just so it's just so it's so over you know overarching that how how can how can any I mean what other group is this diverse right really when you think about it. Yeah, well, and again, that's this is where it comes down to, like, you know, making things accessible for the the greatest amount of people. Um, that that's a that's why that's about as good as you can get, uh, because you're absolutely right. I mean, right, the the even just the gradients among single disabilities can be really far-reaching. Let alone all the different types of um, of, of disability. You know, but that's the really funny thing about it. You know, you think about uh, other advocacy groups and you, and you think of other other social change that are, that's happening among other communities. And, you know, I'm never going to be a member of any of any of those given communities. Um, but I could very well tomorrow be a member, become a member of the disability community. Right. Disability is very unique in the fact that you know, we're all like me and Steve, right? We're tabs. Uh, you know, we're we're in this this one category for now, but disability is, is not is not something that that anybody is locked out of. And in, for that matter, it's almost a guarantee that eventually we're going to be members of that community. So you would think that as a society, as human beings, you'd think that this would be among the top of the list in terms of things that we um fight for because we're all going there well and it might be top of mind for people but like Liz said it's so it's so expansive where do you start how do you begin how do you choose you know how to make something or an experience accessible for most of the people well how do you pick most of the people where how, how does this all start and it's just so overwhelming i don't think anybody knows um, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I, I think people know. I think that I think that where you start is um, with the idea of inclusive design. 
universal design. We know, you know, we, there is so much technology out there that we could tomorrow do sweeping changes and make a lot of things a lot more accessible uh, than they are right now. Like what if, what if tomorrow the mandate's just completely changing and, and they just said, you know what? Um, audio description is gonna be across the board. Everything has to be audio described. We have the technology to make that happen. It would be hard. It would be a lot of work, but we could certainly do it. The other thing to consider is that when you're thinking about equity, it's one thing when you say, when you talk about social justice, those aspects of their crusade has a lot to do with acceptance and fair treatment and equal rights, whereas the um, the the broad disability group for us to have quote unquote equal access costs money, and that's usually the linchpin. Is that it? You know, to say yes, you have to allow, let's say, for example, same sex marriage to take place, doesn't cost anybody money. But if I if we now say now you have to put curb cuts everywhere in this whole city. They're going to look at it and say, wow, now we have to, <laughs> how much, how much is that going to cost? And I think like Rob said, you know, at some point we have to start somewhere. You got to take that first step in order to make progress. But what's that first step? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I think the first step is, is the idea of inclusive design. Uh, I mean, I think that that's, yeah. but I you think know, that's you an just idea start that... building, you start building the systems that um, are, are inclusive. And or, everything else will just sort of fall but, into place. Or you mean, or, or universal design, which is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you start at the foundation and then, and then sort of work your way up. And yeah, a lot of systems would have to be re rebuilt and it's, it's nothing that's going to happen overnight, certainly. But I mean, I think that that's the shift that needs to happen in order to make some of these other things um, take hold. And I think that's happening. I mean, we're, we're seeing it happen more and more in building codes, you know, they're, uh, we're, we're seeing it more in, um, you know, the work that the Rick Hansen Foundation's doing, um, you know, that I think one of the big issues, though, is that uh, even if we, you know, if every new building that's built out there is built 100% accessible, there's still thousands and thousands of other buildings out there that weren't and have to be retrofitted. And that's a that's a huge pain in the butt um, and, and a lot more work because, you know, you probably have to repurpose space to do it. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, but at the very least, I see what could be happening is is them revamping, you know, say using the build environment as an example, mm -hmm. just revamping with the, the specs for everything that's going to go up new and um, worry about the older buildings and the retrofit down the road uh, when you can, but at least everything that's going up should have, should be looked at through this lens of inclusive design. You know what, you know what stuns me though, when, when we talk about accessibility, it still stuns me that people are today coming out with websites that are inaccessible. Like how, how are people still dropping the ball on that one? It does make you shake your head, but at the same time, you know, when the, the, the enforcement isn't there and you're relying on companies to sort of spend money to, in order to do the right thing, 
Uh, you're not, you're just, every, every company is just not going to do that. Yes, some of the bigger companies, some of the bigger corporations that have the, the development dollars can certainly do that. And a lot of times they do it for, you know, goodwill and, you know, it's, it's part of their brand. But you're right, you know, enforcement isn't there. You know, the web guidelines are not new. They've been there for, for quite some time. And how many times do we see lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit of, of places being sued because they're not accessible, their site's not accessible? You know, it's happening every day. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that, and that's sort of certainly the frustrating part of it. And that's why it's hard. Like, like uh, events like National Accessibility Week, it's it's an incredibly important week. I'm excited about it, but at the same time, it's really hard not to be a little bit cynical and a little bit critical of just where we are at in terms of things like um, legislation, um, in terms of even the the Accessible Canada Act. You know, change just doesn't seem to be happening fast enough. And especially when you combine, compare it to, to a metric with uh, like some of the other, like I said, social changes that are happening. I just really feel like um, the disability community needs its moment and it needs some, some movement. And maybe part of that is, is gonna have to be a sort of a, a self-advocacy thing. Um, people have to be louder, I think, and, and yell louder and be more of, of an advocate for themselves in order for for this to truly change, because it doesn't seem like uh, anybody else is is going to do it for them. Well, and I think I've said before, you know, we we know change is happening. We know society is coming around and, and seeing the importance of accessibility, inclusivity, you know, built environments being accessible. But there there isn't a a, a source, a resource a map to see how far we've come in the last five years. We know it's happening every day. We, we know things are changing. We, we see it on, I see it on Twitter all the time, but you just don't know how fast they're progressing. And I'm sure we'd be stunned to know how many places were made accessible, how many websites were retrofitted and made accessible, how many, whatever, restaurants put in accessible bathrooms, how many places installed beacons, you know, there's probably been a lot of improvement. We just don't see it all or know where to find it all. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a really interesting juxtaposition because, you know, we technologically, we really are there for a lot of things. Um, it's like a golden age for, for assistive technology, for different types of solutions um, that are technology-based to to really improve access right across the board. I'm talking, you know, talking physical mm -hmm. communication, uh, you know, vision, everything. Um, but yet, you know, again, there there seems to be these these barriers and these holdups to really really implement them in a way that's that's going to be really meaningful and really sort of drive drive things forward. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I know, and I want to be positive. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you do, you have to take the little victories where you can get them. Um, I think that uh, certainly in the, in the past five years, conversations are, are much more prevalent. There is, a, there is a lot of positive change happening. I just get frustrated because I don't think it's, it's fast enough. I mean, if you think of where any sort of pick a, pick a, pick a minority group, 
pick a social justice issue um, and and compare five years ago to today. And I think that, you know, you're going to see some really, really large jarring changes in that, which is great. Social change is great. But I don't feel that way um, within the disability um, justice. I don't know, maybe and I, maybe I have a different view than you guys. I, I'm interested to hear what what your guys's take on that is. Well, I think, you know, we, we, you know, in the seven years we've been doing the show, we've spoken to people who are, you know, huge advocates of the disability movement, accessibility, inclusivity. They're doing great work day after day after day after day after day. But again, I think the disability community is a very quiet community overall. We don't want to raise a commotion, raise a fuss, because maybe our funding will get cut and maybe, the, you know, there's consequences for your actions and we're pretty thankful and grateful for what we have hmm. maybe that's part of it i don't know maybe we need a disability parade i don't know but <laughs> you know the disability community is a very quiet community overall well that's interesting that's in really interesting that you say that um and maybe that that is the case maybe i don't know what about you like liz doesn't seem to me as quiet I don't think the community is so much quiet. I think it's just that we are so fragmented that mm. there isn't really one singular voice right. uh, within our within our community because our needs are so vast. And you know, and I still go back to the my point earlier is that what our social justice, yes, okay, so we have, so the disability community does have social justice where, you know, with the, you know, at least here in the US, we have the ADA, I'm not saying it's perfect, it's better than nothing, where we have mechanisms and levers that we can pull that if we are discriminated from getting housing, getting work, getting, you know, um, things that we have equal rights to, just like any other um, group, but our needs are greater than social justice we have our we have physical barriers we have technological barriers um and those needs cost money to get those rectified and some of that money means coming from the private sector for businesses to take dig into their pockets and do the right thing and also be compliant with you know federal laws um and or the government needs to put more money local and uh, federal to make things more accessible um, we talked about this on the show when, uh, when we were talking about different types of barriers and solutions that when it becomes mass market solution then all of a sudden people pay a lot more attention to it mm -hmm. so right. i mean when even we talk about like you know street street barriers and ramps and 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 the need for you know more accessible sidewalks and better you know um you know intersection crossings of course like you know we're coming from a very selfish place where we where we want to say yeah well i mean this isn't accessible for different different people of varying degrees of um you know mobility overall unless we start to say hey how is a how's a woman with an infant supposed to push her stroller down the street? How's the delivery man who's now blocking his blocking the the traffic with their truck because they have to come around to find the the nearest you know way that they can get up you know because there are no cuts anywhere in the sidewalk, you know I mean when you when you put things where it becomes inconvenient to the general public and makes it easier for them, that's when 
I think civil civic leaders start to pay attention, which is not helpful. I mean, it's sad in that respect, but sometimes you have to look for allies in strange places. Um, you're absolutely right. And I think the other point that we should talk about is that I think sometimes why accessibility issues are sometimes ignored is that people don't want to think about their own potential limitations and don't want to accept that they are members of the TAB community and that losing aspects of your physical mobility is actually a part of the aging process. You know, no one wants to accept that. I mean, you know, you have surgery, you have unexpected knee surgery. Now, guess you're on crutches. Guess what? You're, you're, you're now in, in our group. And it's things like that, that I think people don't want to face head on. And I mean, gosh, I mean, you could be Johnny Depp and lose a finger if you're, if Amber Heard throws a vodka bottle at you, True. you know? So I, I mean, it just shows you that there is this thinking that it's us and them. They're like, oh gosh, oh, with these disabled people, but they don't see it as this is something that is helping the community at large because this can happen to any one of us at any given time. Yeah, that is such a good point. Um, and, and you know, I think there, and I really do believe that there is something to that. I think that there's, there is a, a discomfort level for a lot of people when they, when they think about disability um, in that, when they look at somebody, they go, that could be me, or that might be me, or, and I think that that does make people uncomfortable. And maybe that is part of, part of why um, these are such hard conversations to have, or, or people just kind of close their eyes and they don't, they don't necessarily want to think about it. Um, because, you know, the other thing is that, you know, disability transcends every single demographic there is. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what your background is. Um, you could enter into that community at any point at any time. And maybe that's just scares the shit out of people. So you think it's just denial? I think maybe part of it. I mean, we even see that within the disability community, right? How many people have we talked to that, that had low vision and their, their eyesight was deteriorating? And it would make perfect sense for them to just accept the fact that at some point their vision is going to be so bad that they're going to have to rely on Braille. But do they learn Braille while they have low vision? A lot of times they don't because they, they're just they're not ready to face that. And that feels like a little bit of a admitting defeat almost. Uh, so maybe it's that's just part of human nature is that we just want to hang on to what we've got even if we know that we're going to lose it at some point, just we just it's just we just can't face it uh, until we're ready. So it's sort of like hair. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have held on to my hair. <laughs> I kind of had on my list to talk a little bit we, that we could talk a little bit about the Accessible Canada Act, but I don't really want to talk about the Accessible Canada Act unless we can kind of talk a little bit about the ADA. I mean, the ADA is in place. I mean, you know. It's... Yeah, but do they ever change it? Like, do they ever amend it? There are, there's always little, I mean, am amendments, or I guess you could call it landmark cases that will challenge aspects of it. Sort of like 
when it, you know when it was when it was when it was written i mean we're talking about 1990 that there were aspects of it that you know no one knew what 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 cell phones would be doing today right. and what websites would be what they would mean um to you know business functions and apps and all kinds of you know whatnot so it's sort of like a living breathing evolving kind of having to go with the times and then there's been certain things like uh, we've had the cvaa under um uh under obama thanks obama (laughs) obama the cvaa i believe it stands for the cable and video accessibility act that then require broadcasters to have a certain amount of uh, described uh, video um, programming throughout their throughout the day, um, things like that. So there's always like I, I, I mean I, you, you look at those as like offshoots of the ADA in essence. Right. Well, and then I imagine you you also have um, a statewide legislation as well. Well, the I mean the since the ADA is federal, then um, I guess local governments can you, you know adopt certain aspects of it. So, I mean, most, most jurisdictions have, will follow the ADA guidelines. They won't necessarily say, Hey, screw the ADA. We're just going to do what we want to do in this, you know, but there might be some minor tweaks in terms of, um, I think like with structure, structural barriers, whereas like new constructions will need to, you know, be in line with, with guidelines, but then certain buildings that might have been built before a certain amount of, you know, so long or considered historic, historical landmarks or things like that wouldn't be required to, to have the same, to do the same modifications, for example. So there are certain exemptions, I guess you could say. Sorry. Is that her special ringtone? No, that's like the Hockey Night in Canada theme. Is it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, for like, it takes me, it's, every time we do a podcast, it takes me two days for that song to get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then right back in there every Monday. Okay, I have a Canada question because you brought up hockey. Why is it that at the Toronto Maple Leafs arena, when they score a goal, they play that stupid hollow note song? Like it is the worst victory song. Like, hey, we scored a goal. Hall and Oates, which, which seriously? Hall and Oates song? You make which my one? dreams come true. Oh, do they really? It's awful. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Emba- I'm sorry. Yes. Hey, Toronto, that's embarrassing. But Get a better that, song. But that's like a hockey thing, right? Like every team has their like song that they play whenever they get a goal, right? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, they, they, they play, um, you know, Rocky, Rocky like, like a hurricane. hurricane. Yeah. I oh, mean, which man, is, I didn't even I, know that. And I guessed it. Man, yeah. Sweet. But come on, Hall and Oates, you make my dreams come true. Woohoo, we scored a goal. No, I'm sorry. That's just lame. <laughs> that is pretty lame. It's awful. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Just, just, well, like, I thought maybe there was something that I didn't know about why, they, why that song is. No, I just think it's like whoever, whoever runs the arena just decides favorite song is okay anyways we're in, we're, in the weeds. Okay. we're in the weeds sorry you were going to talk about the uh the ACA. well the accessible 
Yeah, well, it, so the ACA is is actually a really interesting piece of legislation because I don't think I don't, I don't know maybe this is how the ADA started, but you know, really the Accessible Canada Act really only covers uh, federal buildings, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Steve? Do you know? Do you know? I believe at the time being, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Does. So I mean, it really, all all of this, and I I believe the goal they they do they have set a goal now. Uh, which is, I believe, 2040 is when they're hoping to make all federal buildings or er every building that's under sort of the auspice of the, the federal government um, accessible. That's a long, that's, a, that's 18 years from now. Um, that, and that's just to make federal buildings accessible. Um, so we're, we're kind of in the long game here. I mean, anyways, the, the long and the short of it is, you know, we're we're still a long ways away. We're we're really at the beginning of this legislation, so I, I don't think we can put too much weight on it because it, it is so new. Um, you know, the ADA at least has been is is a little bit more far-reaching and has been around a lot more. Um, but of course, you know, we've we've also had. Um, I, I feel like provincial regulations, you know, there's certainly been disability and accessibility guidelines around in, in different sectors. It's just never been under this one really large auspice before. Well, keep in mind, though, that it was only, I think, last year, was it not, that BC came out with the BC Accessibility Act? So, you know, what does that even look like? And is each province going to have their own act? Why can't we all just fall under the ACA? Like, there's a lot of things that are going to have to be worked out before any of this has any movement. Yeah, let's see here. That was first, the BC one was ascended to June of 2021. So it's been around a year, a year. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think it covers, it probably covers different things than the, than the federal. Um, and I mean, that's, I, I feel like that's pretty normal. I mean, that's kind of how federal and local um, acts sort of work, right? Mm -hmm. There are federal, there, there are things that fall under the federal and then there's things that fall under the provincial. Right. I, I guess what I, I mean by that statement is why do we need to recreate the wheel? Why can we not look at stuff like the U.S. has done with the ADA or other countries as a blueprint instead of starting from scratch. Like the RACA has been around for four years and we just appointed our first two people this year. It's because our government's stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it. I mean, I'm telling you, I you, would have... You want it blunt? <laughs> well, that's, uh, absolutely, let's have, this, let's have that discussion, oh. you know? Because <laughs> right now what they're about is they're about developing standards. Right, yeah. So, there, I mean, there's there's virtually nothing in place with any kind of teeth that is required under the Accessibility Acts that we have currently. Right. So back to the enforcement argument again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, next generation, good luck. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting it. <laughs> well, you know, I do, I do note that um, one of the people on that uh, Provincial Accessibility Committee is uh, Rob Sleeth. Oh, really? Yeah. So there would be a good guy to ask. On the BC so, Act. Yeah. On the, right. on the, if he's on the Accessibility Committee, you know, what's going on? Hey, what's going on with the Accessibility Committee? Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, we know how effective committees can be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a study. I don't see. I don't know. Let's like, do a study. See, that's that stuff like that. That's what kind of. And maybe I'm being unfair, but that's the stuff that kind of aggravates me because it's just like, oh, we'll we'll make a committee, we'll appoint this person with this title, and whew, man, that was rough. Okay, everyone, let's have a break. You know what I mean? Like, it, and we'll have a break for like four years. Um, <laughs> it just <laughs> it doesn't. I hear you. It, it's frustrating because it's just like, I like I get it. It's new, but in another way, it's kind of not. Like it's none not. of the, these are none of none of this is new. None of them are new problems. When we have everything we need to solve the problems, it's just a matter of the will, and like Liz said, the money to make the changes. We could totally do it tomorrow if if we wanted to. Um, but part of the problem is it just doesn't seem to be a high enough priority um, is, is the long and the short of it, I think. Well, and maybe there's still consultations going on with the Neil Squires and the Rick Hansons and everybody else to figure out what everybody wants and what everybody needs and what's what's at the top of the priority list. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're waiting for their... their, their they're in meetings and they've ordered their pizza and they, they're waiting for that. I, you know what I'm like? I don't, know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy that either. Now you've made me negative, Ryan. Absolutely. My goal is accomplished. I came into this, I came into this podcast wanting to be positive. I know you do, I, but these are discussions that I'm sure we're not the only ones that are frustrated about. Yeah. Well, you know, true. we're talking about why the disability community is not doing shit about accessibility and inclusivity. Well, we need an uprising. Let's let's storm the legislature. Let's oh let's crawl the steps. Let's let's make our voices heard. Vive oh la revolution! <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> let's have a parade. You know, let we gotta do something, right? Because well, things, listen, things aren't happening as quickly as most of us want them to. Well, listen. As much as I don't want to be subpoenaed and have to <laughs> testify <laughs> at the hey, you're the one who the, wants riots for a new TV. The, at the May 25th uh, uprising <laughs> at the Canadian <laughs> Parliament that Ryan just called for. So, Sorry, just going on Facebook, everybody. <laughs> but uh, do a trucker convoy. That's right, flash <laughs> but mob. He's, but he's not wrong. Well, that's a really okay. Well, there you go. There's a there's a really good example. Like, uh, you know, the stupid trucker convoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry for anybody in our audience who it was all behind the trucker convoy but it was stupid and you're an idiot (laughs) but but, wow however we love you and keep listening like subscribe but people took notice you know but you but you're right there exactly people took notice it got attention Mm -hmm. and maybe that is what we are used to in our sort of our, our social media outrage bubbles that we get into is that you know in order for something to make an impression it's kind of has to be sensational absolutely agreed um and that's a problem like that's you you know i I certainly i certainly think disability rights uh is a bigger issue than whether or not uh you know bj and the bear had to get a vaccine (laughs) (laughs) not the bear it's a good 1979 tv reference for you everybody
Just Google it. <laughs> Anybody who's born after, like, I don't know, whatever, just Google it. BJ and the bear. Yeah. Anybody who's born after Rob, not going to get it. That's, that's right. <laughs> See, even Liz is being really quiet. She doesn't know what the hell we're talking about either. Well, he, that's the cause of monkeypox. Oh, look at that. She does. Okay, excellent. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, where was I? Now, I? now I derailed us, damn it. Social media. We need an uprising. Well, no, don't say that. Just <laughs> on the show. Well, why He's not? Everybody. Maybe somebody will stand up and do I'm not going to do it, but maybe <laughs> maybe somebody will, who is a much bigger right. advocate, a much louder advocate, who has the connections to get something happening, to get our voices heard. You know, like, like Liz said, and I've said before, our community is such a fragmented community. Yeah. How do you get everybody together to... Whatever, storm parliament, storm the mayor's office, storm the legislature. Like, how do you get all that started? Somebody's got to take that first step, or nothing's going to happen. The people in parliament are saying, thank God we didn't put ramps on those damn stairs. (laughs) 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 It was a strategic move. That's right. Oh, man. That's right. If it was 2040, they'd be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, we just put the ramps in, and now they're storming the place. <laughs> no, but that's a good point. I, and I do really think that there, there probably is a lot to that. Um, the fact that, that the, the, the gradient of disability is, is so wide that it, it is hard to, to sort of speak with one voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Man, look at this. Rick Hansen started this in 1988. I know. And uh, all for warm and fuzzies. And now Ryan's talking about storming the legislature. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Flash mob going up on Facebook. Everybody storm your local legislatures. No, that's not what a flash mob is. What are they going to do? Everybody's going to gather. No, everybody's going to gather and we're going to make our voices heard. But a flash mob, isn't that where they dance? Well, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, so, yeah, don't organize a flash mob to, to storm parliament. You're going to have a really a little bit of a weird... Well, no, see, that's how weird, you start. Although maybe, that's how you get them sidetracked. It's like, what are they, all these blind people doing, singing and dancing in legislature? And then, boom! You sideswipe them. You get them. You catch them off guard. <laughs> you a flash mob to that uh, Hollow Notes song? <laughs> you make my dreams come true. That's right. Go. You can make our dreams come true. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, I think we've done enough damage. Happy National Accessibility Week, everybody. <laughs> That's just in Canada. For... There's the rest of the global audience listening. Next week, uh, next year, uh, we'll follow up National Accessibility Week with National Storm Legislature <laughs> Week. <laughs> as soon as you get those ramps in. That's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, but funny. no, seriously, na- uh, happy National Accessibility Week. Every- now I sound real bummed out about it. Well, listen, we want to thank all our listeners a very happy National Accessibility Week, at least up here in Canada. Uh, Liz, for the week, you can be an honorary Canadian and you can celebrate too. I thought I and already you- was an honorary Canadian. No, you're not. Damn it. No, 
Not yet. I mean, give it time. Well, screw Steve. you. We're taking our Hall and Oates song back. They're from Philadelphia, <laughs> not from freaking Toronto, by the way. <laughs> That's true. That's a good you point. You morons. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man, we just got... We, Such a whenever we correct just, show, aren't we? Whenever we don't have a guest, we just, we get mean. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the seltzer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> She's a Point mean drunk, that one. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, God. All right. What's, hey, what's your excuse, Ryan? That's just me. I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely. There's a lot I'm of truth. Zero being... tolerance for shit anymore. Man. A lot of truth being hurled today. Does <laughs> <laughs> the truth hurt? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> all right all right that's an f okay so that's can, an can f? You just okay no just let me wish everybody a national accessibility week so we can get out of here you did that already yeah but i didn't okay fine <laughs> happy, <laughs> whatever go go okay I, so can, we're can gonna we, have can we throw out of something a little warm and fuzzy just a minute. Okay, just let me finish it. <laughs> Is it a hamster? <laughs> there will be no warm and fuzziness in this podcast episode. Ferme la bouche. Woman. Listen, just, okay, listen, everybody. National, happy National Accessibility Week. We will post links in the show notes to all the events that are going on. Okay, now give, give me your warm and fuzzy. I was just going to extend a thank you to all of the organizations and business owners and, and parts of Canada and the U.S. who are voluntarily being accessible to everybody without the ACA. Yeah. Or the ADA. Well, we got the ADA, so they're, yeah. they're, they have to be nice, or I'm going to sue your ass. So, yeah. <laughs> and she'll do it, too. She's in, the, she's in that type of mood. <laughs> that her hard seltzer. Uh, yeah, well, I agree. Okay, that's it. We're, we're done talking about accessibility. That's it. That's the show. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Hi. Hi. So that's going to about do it for us this week. No, what it's if... not. Hey, keep doing that, man. It's, it's hard. Habits are hard to break after seven years. Bring a new person on the show and then make me go to her. Hey, Liz. Hi. Yeah. Yes, Rob. Hi. Uh, where can people find us? Uh, they can find me at the bar, but they can find us at atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire at uh, cowbell at atbanter.com. And when they get completely inebriated on their seltzers and they want to throw their voice out there on social media and express their outrage, they can do that both on Twitter and Facebook and maybe a little on Instagram. <laughs> Just a little. Just the tip. Yeah. Um... I'm just thinking if there's an, another Hall and Oates song that would be more applicable than they must have have a better song than that that for a goal. Hmm. I can't think of any Hall and Oates songs now. Private it, Eyes. 
if if anyone knows the the reason why they use that song, please email us because I really need to know. <laughs> okay. Any uh, Montreal Canadian fans? No, Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? So uh, let's see. Uh, uh, how about uh, you've lost that loving feeling? Oh, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That is actually, that, that's perfect. Yeah. Or they score, uh, score a goal, say it ain't so. <laughs> All right, that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks uh, to everybody for listening in and uh, happy National Accessibility Week. Woot, woot. Yeah. We'll see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. <laughs>